What's the one thing all great teams have in common? Great coaching. Try to suck up to me, Evelyn. I'm Gordon Bombay, the new hockey coach. All right, let's go! Learn me! Come on! We're Team USA, gathered from all across America. And we're gonna stick together. You know why? Because we are ducks, and ducks fly together. It's the Quack Attack Podcast. Hey, everybody. You don't shoot the puck to your teammate. You sail it. I'm Mike. Tommy's not here. Kevin's not here, but welcome to the Quack Attack Podcast, the definitive Mighty Ducks podcast. The other two are not here because it is our last episode of the year, and the last episode of the year means one thing. It is time for the Quack Question of the Year. If you're new to the pod, we took all the Quack Questions that were asked this year we picked and when i say we i mean i picked my five favorites what you guys are going to do you're going to listen to them and then go to the show notes for this episode at thequackdeck.com and vote for your favorite the winner gets to come on the pod in january they also may or may not get some gear i don't know we'll we'll see what the budget is but let's get straight to the nominations our first nomination comes from Danielle S. But anyway, so this week's quack question comes uh, from Danielle Scherhammer via Facebook. Uh, and her question is, okay, so the refs in D1 were absolute garbage. They let 10-year-olds get bodied, let D5 play like half of their season with non-hockey gear, bicycle helmets, football helmets, magazines for pads. Hell, they let our boy Charlie take his final penalty shot without a helmet. If they were playing with refs who gave a crap, do you think that the Ducks would have done better or done worse? All right. Shout out to Danny. <laughs> I just wanted to do that. Uh, so I think the first ha- – I don't know if they even survive the season if they don't have equipment and they have refs that actually give a shit. The the only reason I would think that they might do better is if the the like evil Bombay sticks around longer because if the refs don't care like they would get away with a lot more mm-hmm. you know what I mean I guess if the refs did give a crap then that wouldn't work but if they gave less of a crap I guess it would be better in that scenario I think if the refs gave more of a crap maybe you could probably get like a good like equipment drive going for them. That's true. Probably have it publicized and like, yeah. you know, the, the Star Tribune or whatever, or some one of the local TV stations. Um, probably get a lot of donations that way. And you know, it's like, oh, hey, we can't play because we've got old episodes of the Inquirer stapled or as shin pads or whatever. Yeah, yeah, that's a great point. I think because you know, let's play hockey is very active in this covering this Pee Wee League. And where is their expose about this? Uh, these lax equipment standards. <laughs> yeah, that's a great yeah. point. The like, disparity between the teams. Yeah, the haves and the every have-nots. team in them. Yeah. yeah, that's a great point. And uh, you would figure that they point it out, and it becomes a big story. But maybe it takes a kind-hearted ref to say, "Hey, these kids want to play. Their coach died. Like, let's let's give them the right equipment to do it instead of relying on a drunk and a lawyer to do it instead." So, yeah, so maybe they get equipment earlier. Um, maybe they find a coach because of this as well. Uh, yeah, I could see someone being like like an, like some old hockey player or something like, oh, I'd love to volunteer to coach this team. Yeah. So maybe their whole thing is, is really kick-started before Bombay is even there. Maybe he he's an assistant coach for some random 
former hockey player, some Basil McRae type. Um, so yeah, then he comes in as an assistant coach. You miss out on all the real drama of uh, play hurt, all that kind of stuff, and the cheating, and then the quitting. So they probably do better. The question is, uh, do they get Adam Banks because Bombay is looking for a way to win? And if they are having middling success, yeah, maybe they're like fourth worst in the league instead of second worst. Uh, yeah, so maybe maybe they never get Banks. It's a fair take. And well, I guess Hans is the one who um, tips off Bombay about Banks to begin with, correct? That's true, yeah. So maybe he tips off whatever coach, but maybe it took... Because, I mean, are we assuming that, like, this is the first year with the new boundaries? It's or maybe un- has it been going on for a while? And, yeah. I mean, and Hans was waiting to tip someone off. It's unclear. He does it. He, he tips Bombay off, but he does it sort of subtly. He just says, hey, you would have been a duck. Mm-hmm. And then Bombay starts making some connections and eventually figures out that Banks should be a duck. and That's a good point. Maybe Hans didn't actually know where Banks live, but we all can probably brush that off because Hans knows everything in this uh, this league. Yeah. I mean, there's a whole theory that Banks lived in Bombay's old house, and that's how Bombay knew that Banks should have been a duck. So mm. a lot going on there. But, yeah, I think... But Bombay wants to win so bad, maybe he figures it out anyway. Maybe Hans gives him the same sort of talk at some point and tips him off. So, um, yeah, I think it's entirely possible that if the refs gave a shit, the Ducks would have done better, at least early on. Maybe they're paid to look the other way. Oh. Mm. That's the most likely scenario, I think. Are they in Riley's pocket or Hans' pocket? just a funny i think riley probably thinks they're in his pocket pocket, but they're really in hans's pocket (laughs) so so hans is orchestrating the ducks to suck so the chosen one bombay can return yeah he's orchestrating everything the cop who pulled him over was on his payroll like this was uh the long con by hans it's like little finger in game of thrones wow every every decision hans makes it doesn't have the desired outcome of one day having bombay coaching the ducks or district five Dang, dang. That's a whole, uh, we've just unraveled the whole sort of uh, weave of lies here. So I don't know how we started with refs and that kind of stuff and ended up with Hans orchestrating literally every move the Ducks made. But here we are. Uh, Are we in agreement that uh, the Ducks, I guess, would have done better if they had refs? Uh, in the short term, yes. In the long term, no. Yes, agree. Okay. They miss out on the magic. Yeah. Correct. Yeah, they just don't come. It just doesn't come together. I like that. All right. Nominee number two comes from the runner-up in our trivia competition. That is at Highway Hodge on Twitter. So this one's from at Highway Hodge. He says, Disney commissions a live theatrical version of Mighty Ducks in the style of a Broadway musical that features 8 to 10 original songs. Assuming the plot and dialogue remains mostly intact, when do the songs happen? Who sings them? What are they called? That's a really good question. So are we, are we assuming that this is, so this is Broadway style, so it's not like 
Mighty Ducks on Ice because that makes a lot of sense to do. Yeah, I think we can we can adjust if we want. I think that makes more sense than a Broadway okay. style. So eight to ten songs. I think we can hit this one. Right. Okay. Um, I think right off the bat, Kanye and Gee have a song. Oh yeah, yeah, about like love and. Mm-hmm. Uh, are yeah. we saying which which movie are we saying? You're just. I mean, that's a good question. I think. I think we can we can pick. My first reaction is just go with the first one. But okay. if you think D two or D three better suits a musical, I think that you could probably do all three of them. But we're just yeah. going to do the first one. Okay. Because I mean, the second one that you're going to have like gimmicky things, like you'd have like a Texas song, and you could have like yeah. you know Fulton and Bash Brothers, you know, or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um. So the first one, um. So you definitely have um, a song while and then this won't necessarily be in order. But when when Bombay is skating on the ice doing his look reflective period, yeah, for sure. Um, you gotta have like an intro song, and so I don't know yeah. if you have it with the kids with the um the can. Yeah, when I they're running. That, yeah. that that scene really makes it for one. Yeah. Um, you could probably have one at like the Winter Ice Festival. Yeah, I think for sure you have like a duet between Bombay and Casey Conway. Yeah. there about love. You've got a you've got a Gee Conway one that could probably be kind of like or not Conway Gee um Connie, Connie. and it's kind of fun. You could maybe have like a Fulton like street rat style thing. Oh yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, for or, sure. Yeah, or when they're going through the Mall of America. Yeah, I mean, I think you could do. Uh, it's kind of close in time, but it's possible to do both there. When yeah, mm-hmm. you just overload it there, and that maybe aspect. it's like kind of like it's the lead up to it, and then you have the song during Mall of America, and that's when we learn more about Fulton. Mm-hmm. I like that. Um, I think you have a Banks song, maybe when he's struggling, like, to fit in. Yeah. Like, um, like, like in the locker room scene. Yeah, I was about to say, when he shows up and he just says, I want to play. He's like, they call me Cake Eater or something yeah, like that. Yeah, yeah. And he's like, it's like an angry, yeah. Yeah. He's stomping around. Yeah. Um, That's good. I think... You could have like a like a training montage with like you don't shoot the puck you sail it. Yeah. Oh yeah, for sure. That's the name of a song. Yeah. Don't shoot the puck you sail it. Yeah. yeah. Or it's called did. concentration not strength. Or yeah, like yeah. That. yeah. That's one for sure. Yeah. I think you have one uh like near the end when Bombay is like more fun or something like that. Or um like right before the penalty shot probably makes more sense. Yeah. When he's like, I think he should take it and then Bombay Oh yeah, and Charlie's like, Me? What? Yeah. And then, yeah. They yeah. break off into song and dance. Yeah. Um I think you keep like we are the champions at the end, but they're they're all singing it. Yeah, for sure. Um and you know, I could there <laughs> I could see there being like a funny Goldberg number somewhere. Um maybe it's like I don't know. Maybe like also like a classroom number. Oh yeah, the classroom makes sense. Yeah, yeah. I think Goldberg would probably be during the training montage yeah. or right after. So maybe so. he's like a big part of the training montage. Yeah, yeah. Goldberg, it's your bar mitzvah. Uh, yeah. yeah. Um, I can see a lot of the ducks just like clapping and things like that. So yeah. a lot of like stomp elements. Yeah, for so, sure. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Um. So we kind of hit it. The only other one is like, do we need like a like an intro Bombay number like in the courtroom scene, where he's like singing while he's like, you know, um, winning his court case? Oh, and you're kind of getting introduced yeah. in like, who's this asshole? Yeah. Well, do we have what do we say for the opening number? Well, opening could be like the kids. 
Oh, yeah, running around. And then yeah. you have, like, and then is it too close having the Bombay introduction? Yeah, I where mean. Where he gets his DUI. Oh, maybe maybe the DUI. That spaces it out a bit, probably. Or you have when he first comes to the pond. Oh, drive out on the ice. Yeah, and yeah. then they, like, they yeah, and maybe the kids could get involved at the end or something about this yeah like there. we want a ride we, <laughs> yeah, and then oh, like yeah. it abruptly like like a record scratch is yeah. when, when casey's shows up yeah and you hear like they do the sound effect of like glass breaking or yeah something exactly like that. yeah all right that's good that's good all right so let's try to put these in order then okay i guess so you have the opening number with the kids mm-hmm. and then are we just going to bombay Bombay on the ice. On the ice. Or when I say ice, I mean like driving out on the ice. Yeah. Okay. And then training montage? You do training montage. We may need to have one between then, but we'll go to training montage. Okay. Um, We've got... Then do you go to a um, a Banks, like, um, like the sad locker room song? Yeah, because then you got the like the high of the training room montage and the low of banks, and it's like almost like a solo. Yeah, well, I guess you would have you would have um, well, well, okay, so but you have the training montage, but you don't you also have Bombay on the ice by himself? Hmm. So that's close together. Well, and you also have like the classroom, so you have like banks training mo- banks. Okay, so you've got training montage, you got banks, then you've got. Um, Bombay on Ice by himself, and then you've got Classroom. Well, Bombay on Ice by himself would become before the training montage because that's when he decides, like, oh, yeah. I'm going to teach the kids actually how to play hockey. And okay. Um, so I, guess, I think you could have that because you could have that and then they go to Bombay – Getting the sponsorship money, and then mm-hmm. they're in the they're in Hansa's shop, and yeah. then they go to the training montage. So mm-hmm. that makes sense. Okay, and then you've got then you've got Banks, right? Yeah, yeah, Sad Banks. Then you have like maybe you throw in the Gee and Connie number between that and um um Winter Festival. Yeah, you could do that. Okay, so that's seven. Um. And then do we have the um, classroom? Classroom. Well, would you have the Winter Ice Festival first? Yeah, yeah. You'd, ha- you'd have Winter Ice Festival, then classroom. Yeah. So that's eight. Yeah. Um, And then you probably have to have a number like during the final game. Yeah, that's what I was trying to think. Like you have the end number, <laughs> but maybe during the final game and it's just like. You could turn like. The first two periods yeah, into that musical exactly. scene. Exactly. Yeah. Where it's it's like, like starting with like their their stare down, yeah. and they have like their quack, and then it like gets into like the first two periods are all, you know, song and dancey, telling the story of the game. Yeah. And then you have your, your final musical number is at the very end, which is like we are the champions. It's like the big send off, uh-huh. and so that's ten songs right there. Yeah. And so I think you're covered. Yeah, I like it. I like it. Commission this. All right. Commission this. I mean, they've got musicals for everything. Yeah, I mean, I think I think we could make a decent amount of money based on all our Mighty Ducks ideas. So it's just like we and lyrics get... don't even have to rhyme these days. Exactly, you can just make stuff up. Like, yeah, yeah. So I mean, we have some music connections. Let's uh... Averman. Oh yeah, 
Well, yeah. Well, I, we, we actually told asked him if he would do a song, and he we, was down. We will um, send him our ideas for like here are the musical numbers. Yeah, and we'll see uh, if he blocks us. Um, <laughs> but we'll, we'll see if he has any any thoughts, um, or if he has any suggestions. Like, hey, who would be like a good singer? Like, which of the ducks are maybe not? Maybe maybe we wouldn't realize as a good singer. Well, Tammy Duncan is like a singer. That's like yeah. what she does so now. Tammy would probably be very featured in like the uh, the training montage. Yeah. Um. It's like mom wouldn't like this very much, and yeah. it's just like, oh, what are you talking about, Tammy? Concentration, not strength. And they'd like boom. wrap it out. <laughs> yeah, boom, boom, and then yeah. yeah, it goes into a big song there. Oh, jeez. And it still good. ends with Goldberg being tied, like in the music stops, and he's yeah. still tied. It's like, hey to... guys, yeah, guys. exactly. And then they laugh, and then everyone goes off, and it's like intermission, and mm-hmm. while people are clapping, all that. Yeah, yeah, great, love it, love it. All right, good question uh, at Highway Hodge. And nomination number three comes from at bag underscore of underscore flicks. The first one is from all that and a bag of flicks, who's at bag of flicks on Twitter. Interesting. Uh, the question is, uh, for that trash talking scene you have with Russ Tyler, was that scripted or did you improvise your lines? Thanks. Woo, woo, woo. <laughs> <laughs> I think what what did I say? I said like bite me at the end, right? Yeah. He first was like, "Hey, like number twenty three, whatever. You don't you don't skate so good." And you like wink at him. Yeah. And then you're or at first uh, you're like, "Hey, ref," and then <laughs> it made you pick another target. But then you say, "Bite me" at the I end. Kinda, I kind of remember, like, because the reason why that whole scene was written is because me and, me and the writer would have like a little bit of fun, and then I don't know. Sometimes when we're making fun of each other, my my biggest go-to line was bite me at that time. So I think he just kind of took that and wrote into the scene. So I think we, I think, I'm trying to think, I think everything else in that scene was kind of like average until that punchline at the end was biting. So yeah, I think it was a bit of an ad-lib. I mean, like, I don't think I ventured too far, but yeah, I would say it was some ad-libbing. All right. Nice. I guess a quick tack on to that. If you had to redo it, would you say something else besides bite me as a better insult? <laughs> um, no, I don't think so. You keep it pretty PG. <laughs> the bite me was the punchline, and I think maybe if I change that, the writer would be like, but I wrote that for you. <laughs> How's your trash talk game right now? Uh, I would say it's probably pretty bad. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's take a short break, and we will come back with our final two nominees. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. 
When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. We are back, and nominee number four comes from defending Quack Question of the Year champion, going for the repeat, Stevie Yanks. Um, So this one comes from Stevie Yanks uh, via Facebook, Um, and his question is, both Goldberg and Ham from the Sandlot enter the Nathan's Hot Dog Eating Contest on the 4th of July. Who wins? All right. Good question. I think... We obviously know Goldberg works at a restaurant, so he's got access to food. He's got access to large quantities where he can test his metal. How much sort of uh, do we have any sort of evidence about how much ham can eat? I was going to say the same thing about Goldberg, though, that we never see it. That's true. Like, he he does seem very guy. at home at that picnic that he stumbles into. Uh, yeah. Like he knows his <laughs> way was, around a picnic blanket. Yeah, that's true. Um, yeah, I don't know. I'm not sure about him. We we have the the tobacco scene, mm-hmm. um, and I feel like he's always chewing gum. And he because okay. he has strong like that um, strong jaw that uh, that bubblegum cigar. He's like I'm the great Hambino or whatever. Yeah, yeah. Um, so he I, wants to be like the babe. So he wants to eat. I see. I almost want to say that it would be Goldberg because he's bigger, but that yeah. ne- doesn't necessarily mean better in eating competitions. Well, if you think think about D1 Goldberg versus mm-hmm. um, Sandlot Ham, um, then they're closer age um, as opposed to like D3 Goldberg yeah. would destroy Ham. Yeah, that's I a mean, good just because he's hit puberty. That's a good point. Um, yeah, I think if it's weird, like we know Ham, as you mentioned with the tobacco stuff, like if it's weird, if it's like cow brains, I think Ham is down to go in oh, yeah. where Goldberg's a little more hesitant but if we're just talking food quantity i think goldberg working at a deli having access to large amounts of food that he can at least practice on i would give it to him Uh, let me let me frame it this way i think ham would win because uh, they play baseball all day every day Mm -hmm. and so he would he probably has a pretty fast metabolism yeah you know um Goldberg just sits on his ass, doesn't really do much, therefore wouldn't be wouldn't be burning as many calories, things like that. So I'm going to go with ham. Plus um, his name is a food, so. <laughs> I want to offer a third option uh, in keeping with the theme. Rudy Zoltek from Little Giants, mm. who was the token fat kid in the movie, um, who is always he eating. He eats a lot, yeah. He, he uses his football helmet as a lunchbox. He's got. <laughs> oh, yeah, he has, a, he has a peanut butter and jelly sandwich. And <laughs> he like, uses puffs. It's like Cheetos. Cheetos. Crunchy or puffs? <laughs> puffs. Wuss. <laughs> <laughs> well, all right. Well, I mean, Rudy would obviously destroy them. But you do bring up a good point about Ham playing baseball all day. So I'm assuming he comes in, eats quick, and goes out. And. In the hot dog eating contest, doesn't he steal someone's bait. food in in Sandlot? Isn't there a scene where he like 
takes like a hot dog. A from literal somewhere. hot dog. Yeah. I think. Oh, Google, maybe. Yeah, that sounds familiar. All right. Yeah. Um, but at the same time, baseball. Think about like, like Mo Vaughn and David Wells, like mm-hmm. excellent baseball players. Also, larger gentlemen. Yeah. So you don't have to be like cut to be uh, a good baseball player. But is are there fat hockey players? I mean, there's big no. hockey like you know, larger than six I, feet. And no, this is kind of off on a tangent. But I always thought that goalies were fat. Because of the Mighty Ducks, yeah. <laughs> I know? think a lot of people probably get that. Yeah, you know? and yeah. then it's like, oh wait, Dominic Hasek, he's like a rail thing. Yeah, you know? <laughs> like, yeah, um, yeah. I mean, I'm I'm leaning, I'm sort of second guessing my pick of Goldberg just because at the time element, I think Goldberg can eat more overall. But if we're playing Nathan's famous hot dog eating contest rules, it's how many you can eat in twelve minutes. And I'm not sure Goldberg has the strategy or the speed to beat Ham, who who is. I think Ham is a more driven competitor as well. That's true. Yeah, Goldberg. You can see Goldberg sort of crack under pressure. Like he he is obviously frazzled even when he scores in D three, where Ham seems for the most part pretty confident. He's pointing to the fence and that kind of stuff. So I think he's cooler under pressure too. That's a good point. I think I take Ham in both, honestly. I think um, I just think he knows his way around a, a kitchen, you know. Um, but I am just considering D one Goldberg, uh, yeah. who is still a bit of a uh, a marshmallow. No, I like yeah, the Rudy idea. If he's in this, also he wins. I th- well, yeah. I think Ham would give him a run. Like it would be like, oh, it's surprising close, but Zoltek pulls away. Yeah, yeah. I think we're in agreement, Kevin. You're going with Ham as well. Yes. Timed and overall. Yeah. Okay. If this was turkey legs, would that well, be any different? And another reason is because like Ham loves Babe Ruth, and Babe Ruth was like famous for that. Yeah, you know, so I think it'd be like a matter of personal pride to uh-huh. him. Absolutely. Could you beat this? This actually came up on Twitter, but could you beat any one of them in a turkey leg? Ooh, that's. I mean, is it me now, or is it me? Because <laughs> if it was me when I was like in high school, like playing basketball, I would pick me. Well, it'll be like you. No, you as a twelve-year-old. Yeah, yeah, I'd pick me. Interesting. As a twelve-year-old, yeah. I used to eat like crazy, man. Interesting. My my relatives wanted to fly me out to Philadelphia every year oh, uh, for the Wing Bowl. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. All right. Well, we'll have to go back in time and get a twelve-year-old Kevin, and then find a twelve-year-old Ham. Why don't we just get the uh, the grown-up versions of, of Ham and and Sean Weiss here now? <laughs> That's oh. the easier thing yeah. to do. Yeah. If, if we're talking about the easier English. of getting two like, actors here as opposed to getting time travel, yeah. yeah. <laughs> All right, I'll work on it. Uh, so I'm gonna have to. They can just stay at Kevin's, you know, condo. There have been calls for another turkey leg challenge, haven't there? Yeah, we talked about like a Hassenfeffer challenge. No, well, but, recently, over the last like few weeks on Twitter. Well, yeah, at for the Gonzo's been going hard on you against the Mighty Ducks. So um, any of the Mighty Ducks, and he wanted us or she, I don't know who, um, to to give the odds for each specific Mighty Duck mm. versus Kevin. But mm-hmm. well, Mighty Duck now or like Mighty Duck in their prime? Like I think Portman could. Oh yeah. yeah, do a number. Yeah, well, that's a topic for a different day. For now, I'm gonna work on not time travel, but getting the actors <laughs> to Kevin's condo. We did so, all dress up like Marty McFly this year for Halloween. So, oh yeah, Back to the Future. 
But anyway, this is going to be a little more than just dress up. So I'm going to have to <laughs> gonna have to get on it starting now. Use so plutonium for your thecorrectact.com. And our final quite question came not that long ago from at Dandy Schism. So uh, this one is straight, just right in my wheelhouse. Um, this one comes from Dandy Schism, who's mm. at Dandy Schism on Twitter. Uh, Dandy's question is, would you take two bad boy era pistons over Portman and Fulton as enforcers? And so this is kind of a Mike question, too, because he's a Pistons fan. That's true. I was casual, though. Mm. Like, um. So I, I guess we can lay out who the bad boys would. I would it would have to be Rodman and Lambeer. Yeah, right. Bill like, Lambeer is definitely in there. Yeah, it's got to be Rodman. Yeah, yeah. He kicked the cameraman. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, okay. amongst other things. Or was that Barkley? I'm sure Rodman. Did no, that, that was too. Rodman. Somebody spit on one of them. That was also probably <laughs> Rodman. I think Barkley did one of those. Yeah. Um, I mean, this might be like, are we couching this that the Bash Brothers are adults? Or? Yeah, I think we have to like kind of suspend belief for a moment on okay. that, um, which I know is hard for people that listen to this show. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we're very grounded in reality. Um, I mean, I'm gonna go with the bad boys, uh, just because they were just that they were known as just these terrifying guys, and like with the ducks, like. Fulton wasn't even bigger than anybody on Iceland. Yeah. You know what I mean? And, like, for most of the time, the Bash brothers weren't doing much bashing. Mm -hmm. It was, like, really Mm -hmm. the second period of the Iceland game and, like, a couple other things. And so, I mean, yeah, Lambeer, I don't know Lambeer at his peak. I don't know if there's another professional athlete that's not, like, a martial artist or boxer that I would take in a fight. Well, Kermit Washington, oh. he nearly killed Rudy Tomjanovich. That's true. That's true. But he's up there, is what I'm saying. So the trail's pretty well. Oh yeah, it choked his coach. <laughs> that's a coach, though. Yeah, that's true. He wanted to try to. Wow, going hard at PJ Carlismo. I'm just saying, you have a professional athlete and then a coach. Yeah. Professional athlete has a big advantage there. Where if he's trying to choke another I mean, professional athlete, it's going to be different. It's probably going to take Ron Artest somewhere in there too. But oh yeah, Ron Artest. Oh yeah. Speaking of another Pistons incident. Yeah. Um. But yeah, I mean, I would take, I would take Lambeer and Rodman, uh, both for just the the rough aspect, and I like Rodman's connections with North Korea. Mm. You like them? If. Like if I need a if I need something done, I got North I, Korea in my back pocket. I I go with Lambeer just because he was tough as just tough as nails, and then Rodman has that crazy factor. Yeah, you know, like you always want the crazy guy on your side. That's true. That's, That's true. A wild card, if you will. Fulton isn't going to do anything illegal. Yes, mm-hmm. Rodman definitely will. Rodman and Lambeer. I and, feel like. Yes. Yeah. And to Mike's point about North Korea. If there's like a non a non government like official that you think has the best chance of helping you get like a nuke, Dennis Rodman, yeah, because of his connections to North Korea, sure, maybe, yeah, yeah. There, I bet there's like an athlete, like a public public figure, we'll say, because I'm sure are, there's like are, some are shady mother Americans, yeah, American public figure okay. who is not. Associated with the government. I don't know. I think Elon could probably figure out. <laughs> Yeah. That's a good point. Yeah. yeah. 
Yeah. He's already got the through. rockets and everything. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Plus, no, I forgot about Rich. He guys. has that new tank too. That nice, that, oh the yeah, cyber the... truck. That thing looks badass. It'd be fun to drive, and then definitely buy one of those. Really? De- you would definitely buy one. Hell yeah! I mean, that's the coolest car to come out. In, I don't know, fifty years. Like, wow! Because it's so different. It's like nothing else is like that. It looks like somebody on Twitter, I don't know where I saw this, said it looks like they designed it with N64, and I agree with that. Yeah, yeah. Designers <laughs> had a lot of fun with that on Twitter. It was Twitter. very boxy, yeah. yeah. But Kevin's going to buy one when it comes out. Yeah. I'm I excited. mean, if I have the money. No, no. Sure. None, of this, none of these qualifiers. <laughs> You're buying one if when I, it comes out. If I could afford it, and it was like within reason. Also, it doesn't really make sense to own anything electric in Dallas. No, no, so. just to say own anything. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, all right, enough about Kevin's truck. Looking forward to riding it, though. Anyway, yeah, let me drive it once. Yeah. Well, okay, how about this? When my kin token strikes gold, <laughs> oh, God. I'll buy a Cybertruck. All right, deal. Um, to the question at hand, I think we brought out some points. I'm just going to sort of uh, bring them all together here. So crazy factor with Rodman, I feel like of the Bash Brothers, crazier is Portman. And I think Rodman is much crazier than Portman. So I would give it to yes. Portman there. So then you match up Fulton. You mean you'll give it to Rodman? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I would give it to Rodman. My apologies. And then you match up Fulton and Lambert. And as Tommy said, I don't think Fulton's going to do much, if anything, illegal yeah. other than breaking curfew, where I can see Lambert causing a ruckus. Well, Lambert was feared. Like, he, I mean, everyone hated Kareem Abdul Jabbar in Airplane referenced Bill Lambert. Mm-hmm. Did like, he? You don't remember that? It, I have to bust my ass up and down the court. Yeah, like you four- tried dragging Walton on beer up and down the court for <laughs> 48 minutes, whatever. Yeah. I think, yeah, I do think, um, I guess one caveat, like Lambeer, like no one wanted to play against him. I would argue it's probably similar against Portman. No one would want to play against him. And he could like do whatever he wanted. Yeah. Like, and I guess only Iceland could kind of stand up to him. Yeah, I think it's the the Fulton factor that really breaks it down. Like he's a good player, but he's not. I wonder if Fulton can get a lot of calls like his way, just because like, oh, they know Fulton. He's like a classy guy. Yeah, but that's not what you want an enforcer for. No, that's true. I mean, if you can get away with stuff. Mm. Yeah, I say it's bad, the bad boys in a in a romp. Well, I think it's. I agree, but is there any other like quote unquote bad boy duo that could even like? Oh, Take them as enforcers, like uh, in like the history of sports, I history guess. of the world. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, yeah, I mean, you'd have to take out. I'm assuming like mixed martial artists, boxers, that kind of stuff. Sure, tag team uh, wrestlers. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, tag team wrestlers. Um, <laughs> Road Dog and Billy Gunn. <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean, I can't think of any, but if the Quackalites have any ideas, send them our way. And uh, other than that, I would also agree, just for the record, bad boys by a pretty good margin. Is there like maybe like Bill Romanowski whenever he was like paired up? Oh, like a, he was he was he had the crazy factor. Yeah, yeah, he was crazy. Yeah, that's true. You can get like some crazy some football, football players, guys, yeah. like Albert Haynes. Oh, and uh, uh, speaking of Giants, Lawrence Taylor. Oh, mm-hmm. yeah. yeah. That guy's got yeah. more than enough crazy for everybody. Yeah. So, yeah, you could pair up a couple, but yeah, I don't know, just natural, I guess, like, actually occurring duos. Like, I don't know who Lawrence Taylor's partner was and if he was any good, but that was before my time, so maybe I'm wrong, but Quiet Flies can let us know. 
All right, that wraps up our nominees. Thank you for listening. Thanks for supporting us this year. If you want to support us further, there's a link in the show notes to donate. Give a little short, small monthly donation, and it helps us a lot. Other than that, thequacktech.com, at quacktechpod on Twitter, facebook.com slash quacktechpod. Go to iTunes, give us five stars, tell us your favorite quack question of the year, whether it's this nominee, these nominees, I should say, or any other quiet question you listen to this year. And remember, ducks fall together. The quick and